Nei mai te rā, haere rā te pō. Toia e tamanui te rā ngā māramatanga kia whitsi, whitsi, whitia. Ki runga i tā tātou kaupapa i ki ana ko Party People. Hau mē, huie, tai ki e. Welcome to Party People, brought to you by the Public Interest Journalism Fund. I'm Mihi Ngārangi Forbes and today is Tuesday the 7th of December. Just 18 more sleeps until Christmas. And speaking of Christmas, I'm joined by two people who without a doubt are definitely on Santa's naughty list. Shane Te Pau and Tauhinari Tēnā Kōrua. Kei te pia. Well, all good. You know the you know the you know the problem. No. I've been on the, I've been on that list for sixty <laughs> years, and the last year, I'm ex- I was expecting to come off. And no. Well, what happened? Santa's in lockdown. <laughs> of Is course, he though? Of course, I was Santa once in uh, I think eighty three, eighty four. I got arrested. Part of the anti apartheid sort of movement at the time. So me and Santa have got some bad history. There ha- you go. Have you ever been Santa? At I the Kohanga, I was the Kura. In, I was Santa in Kaikohe one year um, when uh, the last one, the week before, uh, they threw water bombs and stuff at him. So I stepped in, and yeah, it was good. It was good fun. It was good fun. I got uh, got out of uh, alive. Yes, someone this week suggested that Shane Tepo was the new Maori Letterman. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't go for the scruffy look. No. I like it. Hey, <laughs> it's you just like dirty. It. Yeah. Hey, well, um, <laughs> let's talk about some kaupapa. Sure. Sorry, carry on, Mr. Letterman. No, I Letterman. was just going to say, I actually got a, I got a, I got a, I got a uh, message from someone who said, I like the, I like the look, Daddy Bear, one of our followers. So there you go. Yeah, I like the look. Yeah, but your missus shouldn't do that. It's coming off this Friday. Up to 40 claimants will give evidence under urgency to the Waitangi Tribunal, mm. uh, dealing with the circumstances that many believe have been unfair and unjust, uh, had unfair and unjust impact on Māori. So the Māori Council, Māori leaders, health professionals and the National Health Coalition will participate in the hearings. Uh, meanwhile... We heard this morning the High Court has instructed the Ministry of Health to review a decision not to share those details of unvaccinated Māori with whānau order. So let's just start there, Tau. This is the second time round it's been to court. Whānau order has taken um, the Ministry to account. Uh, the Ministry's been told it's got to meet the requirements, it's got to review its decision. John Tamihiri told Morning Report this morning the information's critical. What do you make of it? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually shocked that this is the second time that the highest court in the land is telling one of our major agencies, pull finger and get on with it, because that's basically what they've said. Mm. Um, why is it that a Māori organisation who's at the coalface, Ministry of Health aren't at the coalface, these people are at the coalface of our communities. They are delivering uh, services that are, uh, that are designed by Māori for Māori. And we have to spend two or three hundred thousand dollars every five minutes just to go to court to get some information. Mm. Shane, um, Fano Order is only asking f- for the data of the unvaccinated Maori. Um, not everyone, just just that cohort that is, you know, and there's twenty yeah. percent of those who are missing. What do you make of it? Well, what we have to do is we have to cha- change the state sector act because the powers of the ministers are relatively limited. You know, Minister Luttrell and Minister Jackson made it very clear they want that information hand over, handed over. They can't order the uh, the um, Director General of Health to do it. Yeah, but, so who's but, making the decision? Yeah. Judge, but yeah, the judge it's, it's, the const- it's the construct of, of the way in which the state sector acts. It's not good enough, though. It's got to be handed over. Time is not on our side. So is this Deputy Secretary's 
this, this should, but, but the whole thing, and, and you've got to wind this, this into what is going on in front of the tribunal. You know, you, it, it's everything. And, and, and we should have had this stuff sorted by early September. Yeah. So we're talking now about the Waitangi Tribunal claim. I think you have to put them yeah, together. Yeah. So what do you think is the strongest evidence that will be presented? Oh, I, I think just that, that, that if we had have, uh, done what we should have done back in September, we would have already been very, very close to 90%. Yeah. Okay, wh why is it important now? Oh, it's important now because we need to learn from, our mist from the mistakes that have been cast upon us. They weren't our mistakes, they were the system's mistake, and we need to look forward. This is, without a doubt, atypical. Um, this is uh, <laughs> structural racism. This is not because, it, because, because what it does is it imposes a Parker view when we're looking for a Māori solution. So this is this is structural racism, yeah. and we've got to get rid of it because it doesn't it, work for anyone. And and it's not the system's fault. Mm. It's the Ministry of Health's fault. It's those that control the levers. That's their fault. It, it's it'll they'll be all listening though. You've got some really big hitters in there: Dr. Awiri Jansen, John Tamihiri, Lady Tureti Moxham. Will the ministers, the government, be concerned about this? Oh, I think they will. But, but like Shane says, I think it will give them uh, some ammunition for the new Māori Health Authority. Mm. Um, and I'm, I can't wait till that happens, because if we did have it, a, a proper Māori Health Authority, then none of this would have happened. Yeah, I think there will be some ministers that privately were saying this is a good thing, this is proven why we need change and we need to in fact have better resourcing, we need to make it better than we uh, originally intended. So I think some of the Labour ministers will want this and I, I think some of the more well-meaning Pākehā within uh, Parliament will want this change because what we do know is that the current system does not meet the needs of Māori, it does not meet the needs of taxpayers and it doesn't meet the needs of the health system as a whole. It's, it's, it's a complete failure. Yes, uh, the who we talked to spoke with just uh, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern uh, at the weekend. Who and we talked about, you know, has this been a probably a forced and not planned good run up mm. um, for the Māori Health Authority? Yeah. And you know, she, she said absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But you know, at the end of the day, they are the government. Yeah. They, 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 they made those choices back in September when they decided not to follow what was put in front of them. So although I'm, I blame the Minister of Health, I blame the Minister of Health and the Minister in charge of COVID, blah, blah, blah. Because at the end of the day, that's where the power lies. It's with the boss. She's the boss, she's the Prime Minister. And, what, what, and about, I'll, and what, about, what about the Associate Minister Penny Henry and the Minister for Whare? Well, because I, I, we had promises yeah. for the whole year yeah. that you know that, the, that there was going to, that we didn't need targeted Māori vaccination rollout because yeah. there was going to be need. It was going to be yeah. needs based and the rest of it. Look, I, I, I'm really not um, that keen to criticise uh, Minister Henry and Minister Jackson because within their ability and within their, the power structures that exist, I think they've, they've delivered pretty well for us, and particularly not to, on this. particularly going particularly going forward. And I, I think overall they have, I think that overall they have, but it's just about our ongoing relationship, and this is why, um, Mr. Luxon. Um, Partnership doesn't work. We need well, co-governance, but in fact, what, what we need is how come, you, how, how come you never criticise your mates 
But you, but you, in the same breath, you turn around and criticise Luxon, who's only been in the job for a week. I, I, for goodness' I, 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 sake, I come on, I criticise them plenty oh, of times. Oh, come on! No, stop protecting. No, no, stop the, protecting the your Maoris out, no, no, out in, 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 in labour. What, what, uh, what, uh, uh, what we agree on is the rollout wasn't good isn't, it, isn't it about critiquing politics, though? Mm. Sorry? Isn't it about critiquing politics? Oh, yeah, so yeah, not, yeah. not a problem, not a problem. But, but, but critique the, the people in power. For goodness sake, Luxon and even so, Judith so doesn't even have should, any power. What, so, which, so what more could those two ministers have done, Minister Henari they, and Minister they could have belted One, they could have belted the, uh, the table harder, and two, they could have come out and publicly said that, but they didn't. Well, did no, Willie Jackson not? Yeah, he out? did. I he think was he very did. Well, how about throwing your wa- your warrant in, saying, "If you don't do this, I'm gone." How about that? Because what? I oh, know we wouldn't what, want to go no, there. Because no, once you leave the, the table, the boys might lose their no, no, job. Because once you leave the table, you leave the table. Yeah. Okay. Luxton's uh, Chris, Christopher Luxton's reshuffle this week. That's been big news. Despite two Maori MPs in the top ten, Dr. Shane Riti has moved from third to fifth on the list, while Salma Bridges has made the cut. Shane, is that a demotion for Dr. Riti? Well, well, sort of. You know, he was he was the deputy leader, and uh, you know, I could understand once Luxton was elected that you couldn't have two, you couldn't have two go, two guys I, I can totally understand that but the reality is that I think that uh, Shane Rita was a good news story was the most capable opposition member for the last 12 months it's just the nature of nature of politics look you've got to give it to Simon Bridges sort of his souffle didn't quite raise uh, raise to the top but he's got the second most important job in opposition and that's the spokesperson the spokesperson in terms of finance what do you think as Sansa Stark once said the 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 head of the wolf pack dies, but the wolf pack survives, you know, and that's what we've seen roll out. Um, you you got the 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 lone wolf Judith, she died, but the pack survives. They just got a new leader. Yes, and, uh, and those leaders are still alive within the pack. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm disappointed that um, the corpse of Judith is still sort of wriggling around at number 19 or wherever she is. I'm disappointed. I'm actually disappointed that Simon's there yeah. because he was part of what uh, was undermining this last four years of National. Yeah. I actually I, I think Luxon will be a surprise. Yeah, part of, part of the problem NATO that got is they've got a very small caucus and just by given the very nature of the small muscle caucus, you I, know, then you have sort of talent issues. I know it's difficult mm. for you, but tell me, do you think he's um, he's performed well as the new leader? Well, I, th- I think that he, I think that he, you know, the adults are in charge of the party, and they're much better off than they were two weeks ago. From that perspective, I think he did. I think that he's brought some some fresh sort of faces uh, to the front bench. So yeah, from that perspective, that he has uh, he, has he done a good well. job. Um, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. And I'm, no, I didn't and, ask, and, I didn't ask uh, that question. Has he done a good job? No, I don't think he has. Oh, I think, God. I, I think Why is that so are, difficult well, for you to... If you just want, after one week... You, you asked me the question. One week. I'll give you an answer. OK, OK, OK. I'll give you the answer if you... Chris, if you hoi- Chris Luxon, Chris Luxon tweeted, I'm confident... Christopher. Yeah. Christopher Luxon tweeted, I'm confident that when you put any of National's shadow ministers against their Labour counterparts, you'll see that the National MPs have, have a deep experience, the political skill, the work and the intellectual grunt to come out on top every time. So, yep. last week you both commented on mm. how well uh, Nanaia Mahuta was doing in her portfolios, including local government. So I want to, based on what uh, the new leader of the National Party has said, let's look at the opposition MP for local government, Simon Watt. Um, 
Who? Simon Watt, who's last in the lineup. Does he have the intellectual grant of a Minister Mahuta? No. no. Well, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know, but I'll tell you what. Well, just yes or no, would yeah. you? No, well, I don't know because I don't know him. Neither just do you, call eh? it yes or no. Uh, but I, I, what, I, what I have, the little I have seen him, I don't think he has the intellectual grant to match Minister Mahuta because when it comes to intellectual grant, grant and knowing the detail of your portfolio, Nanaya's got it sorted. But you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't expect the, um, uh, the leader of the team to crap on his own 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 team. Though, no, no, but you? it's a challenge, isn't it? Oh, it's a challenge. Nobody's nobody's denying that it's a challenge. Yeah, so so it's a challenge that needs to be tested. So let's test one. What about Hardy Tihipango versus Willie Jackson? So in the Māori development portfolio, uh, has she got the goods? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. She's uh, also got Penny Henares Fano Ora and Calvin Davis's portfolio for children, which is Oranga Tamariki. Mm. Shane, and also quite lowly ranked, where you know both Minister Jackson. But and just Minister in terms Penny. of portfolio, if, if you're talking about no, intellectual no, grant, no, she's I've, a I've, former I've, lawyer. I've, I've, I've tried to give her a fair go. Uh, she does not. Have, she does not have the, have the intellectual grant, and also, to be honest, she's not that well respected within her own caucus. Oh, and this is the guy that goes to the National Party caucus every Tuesday. I've got, I've got one. Diversity. So on the issue of diversity, I'm coming to you. Leader Chris Luxon says there's a hell of a lot of work to do uh, to make sure that they're building a national national party um, that gets to all communities. And he says that means they have more work to do on diversity. So tofa suifua to Judith Collins and Afio Maitish Dr Shane Riti in the Pacific portfolio. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's interesting. Eh? I mean, I've I've heard nearly every national party leader since Bolger talk the same language, mm. and 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 for it to, to for it to change, it needs that the 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 workings inner of the inner party, the president, the board members. Those sorts of things need to change. If you're talking about diversity, let's get it on. But they, but they only have the language. They don't have the actions. Well, you can only do what you can do with the people you've got to, right? So two Māori in the top ten, and actually I think there's uh, six men, four women. It's not too bad. Yeah, I mean, so uh, if, you, if you're talking about blood quantum and, and uh, uh, male and female, yeah, great, great uh, diverse top 10. Yeah, you're talking about back offices and things like that. But but it goes deeper than that. And and if you you know the the, the political wing has the language, mm. but does the board and the party outside of Wellington have the actions? Also, mm. look, in 2021 the only Pacific uh, spokesperson should be some uh, a sister or brother from Pacifica. This mm. is 2021. And uh, yes, they we're were from the Pacific. they were they were decim they were decimated. Uh, in, in, in 2020, but you know this election process but ought to have protected Pacifica people higher up on the list, and yeah, that's why so, lists so, are designed. So is for that why what we're saying is that, and they did. They had um, mm. a couple of women, Pacifica yeah. women, who had worked in the Pacific community who fell off the list when they mm. lost. So is that about um, parties having to to look at the way that they yeah. stack yeah. up and their lists? Yeah, and also lists are about ensuring that those type of constituencies are looked after. Remember, even when Labour went down the gurgler, they had they, they had their Pacifica members and their Māori members higher on the list mm. to give them, afford them a greater level of protection because when the tide goes out, maybe it goes out big time. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think, if you recall, I think all the Māori ministers, uh, Māori mm. MPs came off the list. Mm. Yep. That was a strategy at one time. Uh, Southland MP, uh, Joseph Mone. Uh, at number 31 on the list, has treaty negotiations portfolio. Um, Shane, this portfolio is sitting with an MP who's listed third from last, but um, when I had a look at his, 
his, actually his maiden speech, grew up in the Hawke's Bay, described himself as growing up in poverty, uh, even lived on the streets for a week or so at 11 years old, left school, fell out of school into the ha a life of hard knocks before studying law at uh, Waikato University. What do you make of yeah, this section? Well, he, you know, first of all, I think it's a slap on the face that you've got someone right at the tail end who's got such an important portfolio, because numbers do count, lists, um, places in the shadow cabinet and potential ministers do count. The other thing is that, you know, I get with people who have these type of back, back stories, you know, just because you've been poor, just because you've uh, had a bit of bad experience in life, doesn't mean you share our experiences. You know, what, what's the next line? No, some of some some of my best friends are married. I don't sort of buy those back stories. Some of my best back. friends are Labour people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although, you know, as a lawyer, I think uh, I was reading another story about him. He um, was an advocate for youth youth uh, youth who got themselves into trouble. He, look, um, I, don't, I don't know anything about him. Um, the one thing I will agree with Shane is that when you're, when you're dealing with portfolios, um, I think when it's about treaty negotiations and working with the iwi, you're looking at front bench rather yeah. than way back by the door. It's not a role you serve your apprenticeship on, eh? You don't It's about whakamana te, uh, yeah. uh, the... Uh, the portfolio. Is that right? So does it matter where the portfolio is sitting in the list and with who? Yeah, it does. Absolutely so it does. So what does it say about treaty negotiations? Uh, that they're not taking it serious, that they, have, they haven't got the talent at the front end, at, at, at the front end, and, uh, and that it's not... Uh, it's Do the, you an opposition doesn't have a level of importance. Which is interesting, because the yeah. National Party is said to have had a really good uh, reputation with uh, Chris Finlayson in the, in, in the earlier days getting through the treaty. Chris, Chris was sublime. One of the best. Chris fin Finlayson uh, was sublime in the fact that, one, he knew what to do. Two, he got around and saw everybody, talked to everybody, talked to anybody uh, that would listen. That was the same intellect as, as Chris. So um, I, don't, I don't know about this guy. Um, and so it, uh, it, it, it's a hard call. But I do believe that if you want to add mana to the, to the portfolio, then you will give it its due worth. With what you've heard and looking at um, the top 10, top 20, I think they're calling it, where do you think this new group sits, this new National Party sits in terms of uh, the ACT Party, the Māori Party, you know? I think it's probably moved a bit more to the centre um, than it did when, when Judith was around. Uh, however, I think that... Uh, Christopher Luxon will have to send some people off to the peripheral to try and drag that vote back. Uh, they are contending against ACT as much as they are contending against Labour, so he has to get all that right. He got a little bit of time, take a deep breath. He should have, I think on mighty issues, he should have followed Chris um, Finlayson's advice when he just said, hey, learn, go and court it all, talk to people before you start making sort of announcement on mighty issues. What do you think about this as the new opposition? Oh, I, I think it's capable, yeah. uh, very capable. Uh, I, I like the fact that Nicola Willis is there. I like the fact that Erica Stanford is there. I even like the fact that uh, Chris Bishop is there. I mean, a lot of people don't like him, but you need somebody like that person. So in terms of are they capable? Hell yes. Uh, will they take it to the, to the government? Hell yes. Will they win? Mm, don't know. But things can change. 2000 and 2002, Helen Clark decimated the National Party in English. 2005, if it wasn't for the three M's, Mangere, Manirewa, and Manukau East, 
Don Brash would have been the Prime Minister. Things can change quickly. Let's talk about the, uh, the well, the year's nearly over. Um, let's talk about the minor parties and how they've performed. So the polls have, have been kind to the ACT Party, up on 16% in the News Hub poll, which was uh, just at the end of November. The Greens on that poll, 7.2, Māori Party on, up on 2.1. Can you call the ACT Party a minor party on 16%? Um, what's the secret to David Seymour's Anybody on 16% is a minor party, um, and a story. Uh, does it stay there? I, I, I doubt very much yeah. whether it will. I think Luxon's main job is to, to drag back some of that centre, uh, or that centre right back into the centre uh, with the old family. Um, and will David Seymour be a bit worried about Luxon? I think he will. I think he will, because because I think uh, I think Luxon is is he's he's more than capable. He 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 does. Uh, like I said last week, he's a bit of a clone uh, of John Key. Now John Key didn't want to upset too many people, and and Luxon will learn from that. He's he's a centre right politician. What do you think? Do you think um, ACT Party will bleed a few votes? Yeah, I think the they will bleed a, bleed a few votes. 16% really isn't minor. That's quite significant. And at 16%, people take you seriously. You can raise a heck of a lot of money. I, I understand that ACT is doing that. Um, but they will be, they will be um, probably concerned, but also an opportunity if they, if they do see um, uh, Chris Luxon moving to the centre, it might give them greater ability to take some of that vote um, that's still available on the right. So, you know, opportunity and, and, and threat. And they raised quite a few headlines to the ACT Party. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what have yeah. they done well this year? Oh, I, I think what, what uh, David Seymour has done is, is, is um, honed his skills in that uh, dog whistle politics because... What he what he wants to do is get on the get on the front page, and he always does that by using Māori as the as the whipping boy. Boom. Let's go to the Māori Party. Yeah. Um, they've been vocal throughout the pandemic. Uh, how have the two leaders performed? Well, well sometimes I think their, their their message is a little bit confusing, but I, I understand that they are seen as sort of the, the rebel element within Māori politics, and I work, I think that works well for them. I think that Debbie has raised her profile and I think uh, that seat in Te Taihauru is under real threat and, uh, and Adrian and Labour recognise that. This time last year you were two ticks Māori Party I think from, I recall from around the elections. Uh, how, how have they performed? I think, I think they've performed as well as they can. Mm. Um, there are personally uh, there are issues that I, that I worry about like, is the Māori Party uh, like just a party of cosplay people? Um, you know, the, not not the party, the wider party, but the the MPs that we see. You know, I just uh, I hope that they get more uh, gravitas as the as the yeah. As the, where do they need by. to put their poe in the ground? Oh, I think it's it is around Māori education. It is around getting resources for education, resources for Māori health. The Māori Health Authority is a good platform, and I, and I think that they should be pumping out what they expect of a Māori Health Authority as well. Do, do, they've been working with Whānau Order and, and those organisations, the Māori Health Coalition and things. Is that a good place for them to be um, kind of advocating for those groups? Yeah, but the problem that has is that, that sort of mainstream stuff, they haven't found a wedge 
a wedge issue yet, and uh, maybe that will come up. Maybe it will be on uh, greatest greater strength in terms of co-governance in, in, in respect to our water. They haven't got that wedge issues, and the Māori Party is a wedge issue political force, and they've got to find that. Let's look at the Green Party now. Uh, Co-leader and Minister to. Marama Davidson <laughs> has been working on uh, family and sexual violence strategy. It's a 25-year plan. It's been announced just today, a 40-step action plan. Uh, experts in the field say it's fantastic. It's tailored, targeted for Māori, Pacifica, ethnic communities, older people, males who have experienced violence, LGBTQI, disabled trans women impacted by, by violence. I mean, what do you, it's, it's a big one for Marama. Uh, what do you think about their progress? I don't know, but let's talk about, look, let's talk really seriously about the Greens. They, um, are they in power or aren't they? They're in coalition or aren't they? You know, it, it worries me that uh, you've got a whole bunch of people, and some of them I, I quite enjoy, uh, quite enjoy their politics as well, especially Julianne Genta, who rides a bike to give birth. I think she's the most amazing woman that I've ever come across, quite frankly. Twice she, she gets on a bike, has a baby, goes back to work. Honest. Yeah. Amazing. The Greens, well... I just, I'm just not in, impressed with where they are. Individually, there's some really cool ones and they say some really uh, awesome stuff and they want awesome plans, but okay, well, why don't you... Why don't you do something about it then? But isn't this what this is the strategy? Oh, well, it's always a problem, eh? When you're a junior, when you're a junior partner of a go, of a government and uh, of a government, and you've got nowhere else to go to, you've got either opposition or you, 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 you want to remain in power. So you are pretty limited. But, you know, a lot of their issues have now become mainstream. You know, we've seen quite a major significant move from the largest city in the in, in, in Aotearoa and, and Phil Goff's uh, $1.2 billion, whatever it is, fund. Oh, that that so, rip-off. So, so, so many of those issues have now been come, come mainstream. So in terms of policy development and implementation, the Greens have had a good year. You don't want to piss the Greens off just in case they're right. I, I, meanwhile, you know, Chloe Swarbrick sometimes in the polls have, mm. has, has uh, polled higher than her leader. You were talking about you're not sure what they are. Is it time for a refresh for them, perhaps? Oh, I think, I think every party needs to make sure that yeah. they are looking re, uh, uh, fresh and, and actually uh, they, they, they look as though they're, they're needed. And, and maybe the Greens might want to look at their leadership, might want to look at their leader structure, leadership structure. Yeah, that's right, because I think they have to change their constitution, don't they? Yeah. To have a, because yeah. it says one male, one female. Um, yeah, I just, I like James, and I think he's thoughtful. I think that he is a, a, a good politician. He doesn't play the person, he plays, he plays the actual game. But I think he's looking a bit tired, and I just think that when you've got someone who has obviously popular support, particularly amongst younger people, you've got to, you've got to bring them up to the front of the house, and I think Chloe's time is coming. Is this kind of history repeating itself with MMP, though, if you look at those minor parties that attached themselves to governments like the Māori Party last time with the National that became a bit tired at the end? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I don't, I don't think it's... I don't think they're at the end No, yet. not yet. I, I still think that this government... Could do another uh, ...has still got another term yes. to go before they um, toddle off to the UN. Before, before by and large, people get hoa with the mate. Yeah, that's happens. right. I that's mean, the nature you know, of people are going to get pissed off with them. Yeah. Ka pai. Mm. 
Well, that's that's us. That's oh, okay. us for the that's week. Us? That's us party people. Um, make sure to check us out on the RNZ YouTube channel, uh, the Facebook page as well. And if you really want to be in Santa's good book, subscribe to our podcast, rate and review. Tēnā koutou. E mihi ana ki te puna whakatonga rewa nā nā tēnei kaupapa i utu. Nō reira e aku rangatira. Ko hoki anō a party people ki tōna tauranga. Uh, kia tau te mauri, kia koutou kato. Tēnei a party people kato. Oh. Kia ora. Thank you.